This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is SPR. Good news for cyborgs across the nation, as Mandroid has won his case against Babel Computers, earning cybernetic heroes the right to repair their implants using third-party parts. Mandroid said he will celebrate the occasion by replacing his legs with newer, more metal legs. That was Fiona Vaughn reporting from SPR Palo Alto. Live from SPR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. Following a steep drop in its stock price in the wake of multiple controversies, the Heroic Legion has announced a merger with popular super-rare brand Spandexo. Spandexo CEO Jake Bindle will hold a press conference this afternoon to discuss details of the merger. Bindle has made headlines recently speaking out against Steel Trap's detection rings. How can a free country demand its citizens do the bare minimum? Today, it's rings. Tomorrow, it's handcuffs. SBR would like to remind listeners that the rings have been approved by the CDC, WHO, and Heroic Legion in order to combat the doppelganger threat. In one week, SBR will hold a ring drive in Paradise City to encourage citizens to get ringed. See website for details. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City, and now for 100% Invisible. This is 100% Invisible. I'm Aries Greco. In the early days of Cape Crusading, heroes were called to action in all kinds of ways. Spotlights. Ravens. Magic conch shells. These days, it's a little simpler. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> There's a freaking giant robot spider attacking the city! Okay, sir, I'm going to escalate this. Stand by for Legion support. This is the heroic Legion. I hear that you're dealing with a giant robot. <laughs> well, that sounds very stressful. What's your name, sir? Dennis! It's nice to meet you, Dennis. My name's Gladys. Don't worry, the Legion is here to save you. Gladys Williams R., the Heroic Legion Dispatch Center. If you've ever needed a superhero, you've probably heard their voice. Okay, I've dispatched Gargantuan to save your day. He should be arriving in a Legion drop jet now. Please stay clear of the drop zone. See Gargantuan is here! <laughs> Oh, all right, Dennis. It sounds like the tide is turning. Thank you so much. We know you have many options when it comes to rescuing. Thank you for choosing the Legion. 
At the same time Dennis was being jumped in New Jersey, Miriam needed saving in Savannah. And now I have 30 to 45 of those feral bloodsuckers in my yard. Well, don't you worry, none. I'm dispatching Ron Frankenstein. As well as Lee Yo in Los Angeles. Over 15,000 times a day, Gladys dispatches the perfect hero for each situation. <laughs> it's like herding cats, you know? Super-powered cats. As a cat owner, that is my constant nightmare. <laughs> uh, I spoke to her from Tower One Dispatch. How long have you been with the program? Over 30 years, I started as a research, well, an intern, really, that they dragged down to dispatch on a particularly chaotic night. The villainous league had put a bounty out on anyone with the name Jennifer. Jennifer was the most common name for babies that year. So it was pandemonium, all of us trying to stop a Jenny side. The dispatch center looked like the pits on Wall Street, folks running around, crashing into each other. How did the program work back then? Oh, we had the catalog. You remember phone books? Our younger listeners might not remember, but in pre-internet days, phone companies would deliver giant books filled with the phone numbers of everyone listed in your city. And we all thought it was normal. <laughs> hmm. Well, we had a hundred of these books, one set by region, one by name, one by powers, and only 30 people scrambling to find the right person for the job, which they couldn't. They were sending healers to fight kaiju, rage monsters to rescue children. They had green thumb dispatched to an apartment fire. Plants do not like fire. The whole East Coast was overwhelmed. Everyone in the building was called in to help. But dispatch needed more than just a couple extra hands to fix it. Fortunately, Gladys has some to spare. They call my ability symbiotic duplication. I can replicate myself. Split into any number of copies, and we communicate with each other psychically. They say two heads are better than one, but what's up there? With your gift, why not have you working in Dispatch all along? It seems perfect for you. Well, Dispatch is on the third floor. The Legion didn't know what to do with disabilities back then. They looked at me, but what they really saw was the wheelchair. So they parked me behind a desk, and they might have left me there if not for all the chaos that night. We were all caught up there. A couple guys carried me up to the pits, and I got my shot. I had never split myself so many ways back then. Usually two or three was enough. She made dozens of herself. The floor manager had them bring in chairs from the whole tower. They carried me's to the catalog, and when they didn't have people to bring me places, I crawled. It took around 10 minutes for me to get the situation under control. Gladys was awarded the Cape of Honor and given control of the dispatch program by then Legion leader, the Crimson Torch. In some ways, Gladys Williams is the Legion's highest priority asset. Today, she's don't just run the dispatch center, she's are the dispatch center. If Gladys retired, well, I suppose the Legion would survive, but I don't think they've found anything that works as well as her. This is the Crimson Torch himself. We recorded this three weeks before the rehab scandal broke. The only 
alternative that came close is now locked in the basement of Tower One. You mean you tried Franklin, the AI supercomputer? I'll give Billy this much. His future-predicting, all-knowing computer supermind was at least able to keep pace with her. But to her credit, Gladys has never tried to take over the world. A lot of people ask me what the best part of my job is, and I tell them it's getting to help heroes be the best versions of themselves. The old system placed supers on anonymous lists, filled with meaningless rankings and two-line descriptions. I can't, I can't imagine what that book would have said about me. I've gotten to know each of the 12,000 members in our system so I can do what others can't. I dispatch heroes based on their personality, their grit, what, what terrain they prefer, their people skills. Oh, they're all heroes. All I do is put them in the position to show it. Excuse me, I have to take this. Hello, this is the Heroic Legion. Oh, your husband turned into a black hole. Don't worry, the Legion is here to save you. Special thanks to the Gladys Williams for speaking with us. In addition to working full-time as Legion Dispatch, Gladys teach her techniques to dispatchers working for Southern Battalion and other heroic organizations. She's worked 24-7 and still find time for volunteering, family, and her first love, bird watching. We'll be back next time with more stories of design. Hi, this is John Dorsey, co-executive producer of Superhuman Public Radio and the voice of Ethan Schwartz. I wanted to talk to you about a new sponsor of SPR. The series is called The White Vault, a horror audio drama set in a remote Arctic outpost and the records of the team sent to repair the station. Now, if you're fans of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness, this show is for you. Now, this series is complete, so if you're looking for something with a definitive end, check them out today. Find them on your favorite podcasting app or at thewhitevault.com. Now, onto the show. Support for SPR comes from Metal Bone Club. Are you tired of your bones being made out of bones? Join Metal Bone Club. Just six excruciatingly painful surgeries later, and you can finally have the shining skeleton of your dreams. Metal Bone Club. After receiving the bone replacement surgery, you will be unable to go through metal detectors, swim, fly on airplanes, or walk near magnets. But your bones will be freaking metal! See website for details. Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. We go live to Legion Tower 1 in Philadelphia, where Spindexo CEO Jake Bindle is addressing the media. I know many of you were expecting to hear from Iron Barracuda. Following a vote by the Legion's new board of trustees, her leadership of this organization has been terminated. She's gone. Out. I want to be the first to thank her for all her years of service. Let's give her a round of applause. Come on, this is a press conference, not a funeral. <laughs> but it is past time for a change. A change is coming. Yes, 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 it's here. Aren't you tired of the Legion playing politics? The board 
wants to return us to what the Legion used to stand for. Truth, justice, and the American way. How about that? How about a little American way for a change, huh? This is why I'm pleased to announce the new Legion leader. He's my good friend and true American superhero, joining us via satellite, Goatman! Do good has been the Legion's motto for over 75 years. But good isn't good enough anymore. While the Legion did good, anarchy and disrespect ruled our streets. The Legion did good. And yet, there is still evil in our world. Now, villains will know that if they cross the line, we will dive down on them like God's own hammer. We have to be ready to strike for the heart of this country. Now, when people look to the skies, they will know we are up there protecting them. So, starting today, we take on a new motto. We are above you. That was Wenling Chen reporting from Washington. It's 74 degrees here in Paradise City. And now, these American supers. From QSPZ Baltimore, it's these American supers. I'm Ethan Schwartz. The legendary heroes who founded the Heroic Legion all had one thing in common. No! Tragic origin stories. The death of a parent, the failure to save a lover, a flagrant OSHA violation. Calamity forged these supers into the first professional superheroes. But nowadays... Hi! Welcome to Super School! This is Aaliyah Joy, teacher at the Team Hero Camp in Arlington, Virginia. It's 9am, and today is the first day of the Learn to Fly program. Everyone have their seats? Great! Who here wants to be a superhero? Nearly everyone raises their hands or claws. Hey, when do we get to punch stuff? Yeah, yeah. I want to learn Kung oh, Fu! Oh, same, but like utility boats. We'll get there, we'll get there. For now, open your textbooks to page five. We're going to go over chapter one, Power and Responsibility. Aww. Man. It's one of the most popular electives. Doesn't matter if you're powered or unpowered, people just want to be heroes. We've got a waiting list as long as my arm. Aaliyah stretches her arm down the hallway to drive the point home. But you don't actually teach them to fly? It's more of a metaphor. Like letting them reach their potential. There are some disappointed faces on the first day, but they come around. For most of them, it's the closest thing they'll get to real training. I'm gonna get you! Hey! Hey! <laughs> No power is outside the danger zone. You know that, Shelby. Sorry, Miss Joy. It's all right. Get the extinguisher. Second time this month. Super camps like this can be found in nearly every state, earning millions of dollars every year from young supers who are trying to break into the industry. Oh, sure. If you have the money, you can send your kids to one of the cushy Silver Age schools full time, and they're set for life. 
poor kids who want to go pro usually end up on the vigilante track and wind up in jail. Team Hero balances that out. We have loads of scholarships hey, and- come back! Put that laser down! Sorry, Miss Joy. Detractors claim that hero camps are focused on profit rather than helping kids control their powers. Debates like this question of superheroism can in fact be taught. But while the credentials of superheroes are typically proven not in academic accolades but in daring deeds, for villains, there has been a long tradition of pursuing higher education. Producer Ellen Spiegel has the story. Uther University, Normal, Illinois. Patrick Moran, a pale, gangly PhD student, stands behind the podium defending his dissertation. As you can see, the data indicates that applications of hyperfocused depolarized tachyon beams upon the emotional cortex of the human brain leads to increased experiences of hopelessness, existential dread, and a general sense of ennui. His audience of tenured professors give nothing away in their stony silence. <clears throat> <clears throat> It's uh, possible that, correctly harnessed, this could be used to destabilize whole nations. Patrick is one of a handful of students pursuing their doctorate in malevolent philosophy. It is my sincere hope that, with the committee's support, the world will rue the day I set foot on this campus. <clears throat> uh, thank you. Or as the kids call it, the supervillain track. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not training people to become supervillains. This is Morgan Wells, Dean of Uther University's College of Liberal Arts and Sciences. The thing that sets Uther University apart is our focus on small classes and close mentorships. We don't put limits on our students' education. That's a good thing in my book. Besides, name me a college in America that hasn't had a graduate or two that's run afoul of the law. The average number of supervillain alumni from colleges in the United States is 3.2. Uther has 314. Only 26 of those are classified as threats to global security. And only a handful are donors. The administration became aware of the coincidence in the 80s. This is Alumni Association President Dr. Lucian DeVille. Over the course of a few years, there were several high-profile incidents with alumni from our university. Dr. Devastation. Then, Professor Pestilence, PhD Struction. All evil. All recipients of doctorates from Uther University. Applications double every time one hits the FBI's most wanted. And applications weren't the only thing on the rise. As Uther increased in infamy, donations also grew. A large portion of which arrives in the form of diamonds, gold bars, and untraceable bear bonds. It all goes to a good cause. Well, it goes to a cause. With increased funding, the university was able to bring on new professors to match its ever-diversifying student body. The most famous of these was Dr. Imelda Morales, fresh out of her stint in Saguaro Prison. Some of these students that come here, they just want to watch the world burn. You may know her as the supervillain, Dr. Immoral. And we at Uther are here to give them the fuel and the matches to make those dreams come true. Dr. Immoral rose to fame, attempting to take over her home city of Buenos Aires in a giant mechanical Andean condor. Widely considered the most infamous menace Argentina has ever produced, at Uther, students seem to view her a bit differently. She is a legend. She's a genius! 
She's my hero. Well, not not hero. Role model. Role villain. She's great. Dr. Morales is reformed and abundantly qualified. She has advanced degrees in engineering and robotics from the University of Buenos Aires. Insinuating that she was hired to draw in so-called villainy students is its an insult to her impressive academic credentials. I absolutely applied because of Dr. Immoral. Are you kidding? This is Betsy. She's a first-year student majoring in advanced robotics. Half of the students here applied for her. They sell t-shirts in the student union that say Immoral U. The administration says it's a joke, of course, but everybody knows it's true. My mom's family is Argentinian, and they knew people who were there when it happened. My parents and their friends would joke that they had La Proxima Doctora Inmoral on their hands when I would take apart my brother's RC cars to try and build bots. She's just so smart and so cool. Did you know that she was rejected from every school in South America before she finally got to study in Buenos Aires? Everyone said her designs were insane, that she was insane, but she never let that keep her down. When everybody was against her, she told them, I'll show you. I'll show you all. A lot of people here relate to that. I relate to that. Unexpectedly, Uther University also has a reputation as one of America's most diverse and welcoming campuses. Bullying and hazing are almost unheard of, and there are a record number of student groups supporting social causes, including accessibility, LGBTQI plus rights, and racial justice. For the first time in my life, I'm surrounded by people who just get it. I've never felt more at home. Again, this is Patrick. We spoke about the college's reputation while the dissertation committee determined his fate. We're the underdogs, the ones playing alone on the playground while the normies throw their stupid sports balls around. If you came here, you're on the team. That's all it takes. Speaking to Patrick, he seemed confident and at ease. He told us he owed that to his time at Uther. I found my place here. I found myself. I used to be so shy and insecure, but now I know that what I have to say is worth hearing, and I'm going to say it, and the world is going to listen, or else. Huh. Look at that. I'm monologuing. When the committee returns, Dr. Immoral approaches, and you can see Patrick's face start to fall. Well, the committee has come to a decision. She shakes her head. This depression beam of yours, Patrick, has the potential to destroy countless lives. I don't believe your test subjects will ever feel joy again. You have created unspeakable evil. Do you understand what I am trying to tell you, doctor? Yes, ma'am. Wait, doctor? Doctor. Congratulations, Patrick. We are so proud of you. <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. A feeling that wasn't shared by his test subjects, who shuffled past weeping. People love to point at us and say that we create monsters, but so does being abandoned or ostracized or betrayed. We are proud of creating an environment that supports our students, no matter what their dreams are. And sure, some of our graduates have created actual monsters, but all I know is that once upon a time, this school was on the verge of bankruptcy, and now we aren't. The doors are open, the lights are on, and the staff is paid. We're renovating. We're putting out more scholarships. Our social work program is one of the best in the world. That's a lot of good things. That has to 
balance out the occasional bad thing. Since our interview, Patrick has become wanted in four states and three Canadian provinces under the moniker Dr. Despair. The Heroic Legion has asked that anyone with information on his whereabouts please reach out to their anonymous tip line. Applications for Uther University are accepted on a rolling basis. For more information, visit their website, uther.edu. That was Ellen Spiegel reporting from Normal, Illinois. That's it for our program. To everyone who said I'd never do anything with my liberal arts degree, I know that what I have to say is worth hearing, and I'm going to say it, and the world is going to listen. We'll be back soon with more of these American Supers. Live from SBR News in Washington, I'm Wenling Chen. As we continue to monitor the change in leadership at the Heroic Legion, we turn yet again to Apoorva Singh, who has new updates on her search for the vigilante claiming to be quantum in her reoccurring segment to catch a speedster. Since seizing control of the Legion's Tower 2, the unpowered rights group Normcore has been keeping quiet. No rallies, no public appearances, even their online presence has stagnated. Not so with their super rights counterparts, the Incognito. Across the country, flyers, posters, billboards, and graffiti have appeared, encouraging supers to go incognito. And then there are the videos. I am not just super strong. I am not just telekinetic. I am a human being. I am a scientist. I am awesome. An alien. I am a trucker. I am magnetic. <laughs> I'm a jerk. And we are stronger together. We are incognito. Join us. This version of Quantum has become a mascot for the vigilante group, a key part of their marketing, and a driving force behind their public appeal. In the last two weeks, I have continued my search for them. Ironically, the SuperAct's database has been useful in tracking down potential speedsters. But unfortunately, none of them fit the bill. Stumped, I sat down with the smartest person I know, William Wizgig, boy genius and SPR's resident problem solver. I think I'm outgrowing the boy genius phase. Please call me Wizkid. Of course, Wizkid. When I came to you last week, we had two theories. Either this is something we've never seen before, or it is him. But not another speedster? They seem faster than you, and as far as we know, no one else is. If I were to wager money, I'd bet on you being right. I don't think this is a speedster at all. Why not? Rope burns, scorch marks, the sound distortion, the physics don't add up. So if it isn't a speedster, what is it? Good question. How could you fake it live in front of another speedster? An illusionist couldn't do it. A telekinetic couldn't do it. Too many layers. We might be dealing with a chimera. A half-goat lion snake? One hero with multiple powers. So this is where we were stuck last week. How do you catch someone like that? You can't. There's no way of knowing what they're capable of. Not unless you had a super genetic prohibitor. A power blocker? Like in Paradise City? Scientists have tried for decades and haven't gotten close. Yeah, it took me a full week. Stan helped. But here it is. 
it interrupts the DNA of anyone with superhuman abilities. That's everyone. It should cause them to lose their powers for some amount of time. Which obviously isn't perfect, but since the technology didn't exist last week, I think it's pretty... It's amazing. Quantum... Mm. Stephen was always good to me. He helped me find a place after I got kicked out. Honestly, I kind of hoped it was him. Wizkid. Uh, what is that? Tower 2. The speedster is moving in. Remember, that's a last resort. If you use it... I know. Hold fast, Aporvasing. Thanks, Wizkid. I'm off limits, speed freak. I break limits every day. And now, I'm going to break... Stop! Porva. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing here? You're one to talk. I'm ending this, rabbit. Let me handle it. Yeah, Dad. You want to handle it? <laughs> Do you remember what you told me right before you died? I told you that I love you and that I'd always be there. And I am. Now get out of here. <sighs> That's what I told people he said. But sorry, stranger. I lied. What's that thing? <laughs> Juhi? Oh, hey, sis. What the? Who are all these kids? Quantum? At least together we are. I'm the image, Parrot's the sound, Loop teleports us around, Sheena's telekinetic, and Squall gives the... You know. Whoosh! Hey, hey Aporva! What's good? How are you? Like, <laughs> so, with your powers combined... Pretty cool, right? You brought kids into a battle with Normcore. I'm going to kill you. Get in line. Juhi? They're getting back up. Oh, this is too good. Uh, Juhi, my powers aren't working. Apurva, what did you do? Oh, look. The freaks, for once, get to see what it's like to be normal. They're children, Gary. No. Sing. They're corpses. Run, run, Juhi, run! Apurva. Are you there, Apurva? Today's show was written and produced by John Dorsey and Maximilian Clark. Additional writing by Tony Assange. Additional producing by Carla Lerner and Hunter Shelburne, with special thanks to Brenna Kali. This episode's full cast can be found in the description below or on our website, sprpod.com. Be a hero to the show by sharing it with a friend. You can help us make more episodes by heading to patreon.com and looking up Superhuman Public Radio. Coming up next, Cutlass the ghost-hunting pirate has dedicated his life to fighting the undead. Now that he's dead, he's dedicating his afterlife to protecting the spirits he used to hunt. We go aboard his therapy ship of the damned next on The Speech Bubble. This is SPR. The Fable and Folly Network. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Congratulations. You've reached the Amelia Project. A new life awaits. If you're not serious about this, hang up. If you continue, there's no way back. Leave your message after the beep. Enter the offices of the Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. 
follow the Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of cocoa, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.